So, hi, welcome to the Vergecast. Yes. It's today, or for many people, tomorrow. Uh, I'm Neil Patel. I'm here with you in your heart. I'm joined by Dieter Bone. That's right. Who I've missed terribly. Uh, Jay Kastronakis is here. Yes. Fumo's here. Sup, girl? Hi. Uh, here's the thing that's going to happen on the show. This is a special 90-minute extended Vergecast remix. Yeah. Halfway through. So the first half, we're going to talk about MWC, technology, Apple versus the FBI. Yeah, the plan was to, to was like not talk about Apple, but they decided to file a massive they, legal They filed brief a massive... And, minutes before and, airtime. And my heart exploded with joy. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Um, it did. That was completely sincere. Yeah. And then halfway through, we're gonna. Everyone's gonna leave. Uh, oh, Brian Bishop's on the phone. Brian, hello. Hey, Brian Bishop, uh, skyping in from LA. Yeah. Uh, halfway Congratulations, through, Dieter. Thank you. Uh, Dieter and Jake are gonna leave. Goodbye. Emily, Yoshida, and Jameson Cox are gonna come sit down, and we're gonna talk about some movies and the Oscars that are happening on Sunday. So, uh, and Brian is our glue. Because Brian was OG Verge, started with us at the very beginning, hardcore tech reporter, now senior editor, senior reporter on the editor, reporter, whatever. Brian's a senior dude on, uh, on the entertainment beat at the Verge. So, like, you see the continuity. You see the... The intersection of technology, technology and, and pop culture. Yes. <laughs> is embodied in, in the person of Brian. In Brian Bishop. Wow. It's like technology is on this side. And then cultures on this side, and then it's a door you walk through, and Brian is the arch. Yeah, he's Brian, holding he's, both the doors open. His name is in the middle. Bishop. He, Brian's actually so a the triangle that holds all the weight mm-hmm. between in the, the arch. Yeah, is that a bishop? Uh, is that called a bishop? That's a keystone. That's a keystone. Yeah. Brian, change your last I'm name. I'm not to keystone. changing my name to keystone. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Keystone. <laughs> Brian Keystone is not a great not name. a porn name. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, it's a good name. It's like a, it's like a cop who didn't succeed. Mm. Ah, Keystone's on the case. <laughs> it's a, I, I got it. it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Brian Keystone. Anyway. Anyway, Jake, to answer your question. So, Dieter got married two weeks ago. Yep. He, he, he and his now wife, Lisa, requested that we fl- I fly the, the rings down with the drone. So that we... DJI. Phantom 3? Phantom 3 Professional. Yeah. Great, great product. How much really recommend drone it. practice did you have before this? I would say, well, so I had a lot. Oh, okay. Of like, take, I watched like a day of YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, that easily yeah, qualifies you. Just, you. Yeah. Neil, I flew down to the Caribbean like a week early so he could practice the drone. <laughs> yeah, basically. He was like, it was like for a vacation, but really it was so he could practice I the had drone. this whole moment where I realized I'd, I'd spent like an afternoon in my house watching YouTube videos. And I was like, I don't know. This is, seems. And then I was like. This is a bunch of like drunk twelve-year-olds on a boat, who are flying drones. Like, like with like you know, it's like there's a lot of those videos where it's like Phantom first flight, and it's like a guy in a speedboat, and he's like bright red, and he's like, Aah! and it's like I can I can do this. Like if that guy can do it, I can do this. And then I was like, but what if we made it even more complicated, and ruined one of my best friend's wedding while flying this drone? <laughs> um, but so we had the one part that was scary uh, was. We, I bought a tea strainer to put the rings in. So like a little round uh, thing. And it was mm-hmm. all tied and like decorated. And like Lisa had like some flowers. Um, and Deer's like, oh, that looks great. And he like held it up and started jingling it. And the thing immediately popped open. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that we had to like wrap it. and But it worked. Yeah, it worked in great. And it, it was, worked. It was stupendous. It was something. Yeah. Um, I haven't yet posted the video because I didn't want to like turn your wedding into content. On the website. No, go ahead. All right. I'll write a post. Anyway. So... Let's talk about what's going on. There's a lot going on. There's some news that just broke. Yeah. Yeah. In the Apple case. 
uh, and then MWC happens. So let's 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 do the Apple case quickly because I'm gonna write I'll write a big thing tomorrow because I love playing about legal briefs. So thus far in the Apple case, and this is the FBI wants Apple to create a new version of iOS that bypasses the lock code um, and the lock code restrictions so that they can try to brute force enter a passcode on an iPhone 5C that was owned by the San Bruno terrorist. Everyone knows this. If you're listening to the show and you, you don't know that information, I have no idea what you're doing. But um, anyway, uh, so thus far, the FBI filed a motion to compel in the court, and then it's been Apple was not involved in that motion. They have not replied to that motion, um, and it has been a PR war, right? Yeah. Basically, it's been PR war. And like literally, Tim Cook was on ABC last night and was like. He just answered the same question for, for half an hour. hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like his line was like, "The government is trying to give the technology industry cancer." Like it was that level of rhetoric yeah. from Tim Cook, and he's very firm on that they're not going to do this. But what's interesting to me is there hasn't been any legal battling. It's just been this PR. They're setting the stage, um, and the PR war has like not broken in Apple's favor thus far. Although it's kind of interesting. So we sent it, it's slowly started to maybe turn because there was one poll that said the majority of Americans did. Wanted to do it, and then a later poll was like, "Well, actually, the majority is not so sure; doesn't want him to do it." I like slightly question that poll though, because that was I slightly question poll. both polls. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that poll probably skews more toward people who. Nevertheless, Neil is yeah. right. It's like unlock a phone is something that everybody assumes Apple can do pretty easily, and it's a terrorist's phone, and that's a really steep hill to climb. All right, it's about to rise. Um, but then we sent Kirsten out. There's a video on the, on the site and on YouTube. We sent Kirsten out in Times Square, just like do man on the street, talk to people. Um, and what was really interesting was they all started saying Apple should unlock the phone. And then as Kirsten sort of fed them more information about how that would work and what it would mean, almost all of them changed their mind. Really? Yeah. That video is crazy. Like we were, I was she watching. She just like walked through like, so you know what that means, right? And then told them. Right. Like if, if this key gets released, then anybody can unlock a phone. You're, they're fundamentally the phone more insecure. If they unlock one phone, then the government can ask them to unlock all kinds of other phones. Yeah. Um, and you just w- sort of watch people come to the inevitable conclusion that eventually the government will be able to do crazy things like request Apple turn on the microphone in their phone. Right. And th- that is fundamentally the capability the government is asking for is we would like Apple to write us custom firmware targeted to single iOS devices. Yep. And if Apple can do that with one phone, they can presumably do it to every phone. And then the government can say, okay, this guy, we have a search warrant for him, write a version for iOS that sends us every Siri command um, or is constantly listening or whatever the hell they want to do. Right. And that's, that's whether yeah. that's like, you're walking all the way up to there. And then everyone is like, no, we don't want, we would never want the government to do that. So it's like really so the PR war is like furious back and forth. The more people learn, the more they change their mind. Donald Trump is he's still tweeting Trump from and- his iPhone, even though he said he's banning Apple products. It's crazy. And then today, the thing that happened, which I think is the most notable moment thus far, is Apple filed its response motion to vacate this order and say this is bullshit. Um, and you can see what their actual legal argument is instead of their PR argument. In the legal argument, I've only we literally, Dieter and I were just like reading it as fast as we could before it came in the air. League argument is not as strong as I want it to be. <sighs> so what Basically, are the what are the core mind. arguments here? So it's it's structured. There's three core arguments. Um, the first one I got to look up what the actual the Kalia thing stands for. Yeah, it's Kalia. Um, oh God, Mac, 
You know how Mac has these little previews and you hover your mouse over it gives you little arrows instead of just opening the damn thing on PDFs? Yeah. The worst. Anyway, um, so there's this law called the Communication Assistant for Law Enforcement Act, CALEA. That's usually the acronym. Um, passed in 94, and basically it says if you run a telecommunications service, you have to help the government tap the community. Like, that's it, right? Um, just I'll read the first line of Wikipedia. So the United States wiretapping law passed in 94. CALEA's purpose enhanced the ability of law enforcement agencies to conduct electronic surveillance by requiring that carriers and manufacturers of equipment modify and design their equipment, facilities, and services to ensure they have surveillance capabilities. Right, it's it's the wiretap law. It says if you run, if you're AT and T or Apple or whatever, you got to do this stuff. Um, and there, Apple's first argument is a very specific. I'm gonna I'm gonna get real law professor on this show right now. Uh, it's a very specific line. They pulled out a subsection of the law that's that says the carriers have to wiretap and help intercept dialing information and the audio of the call. Um, and they, there's a, a subsection, like section B of this says, this does not authorize the government to require the design of services or equipment, which is specifically Apple's mm. thing, is yeah. you're requiring us to design iOS such that... I mean, that's, that maybe that's why they've been using this language so clearly, because they've, I mean, every single time they're saying they have to code a new operating system. Right. Yeah. So that is their first argument, is Kalia is the United States wiretapping law, Kalia in this section says this subchapter does not authorize you, does not authorize the government to require the design of a thing. That's great. The problem is that that is, and this is like the deep lawyer saying this subsection does not authorize something doesn't mean that it's prohibited. Right? So if I right. say this law, this, sub, this chapter, chapter 47 does not authorize me to like hit Jake. And then chapter 48 is you are authorized to hit Jake. 47 doesn't right. prohibit, doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difference between you are not authorized to hit Jake and this chapter doesn't authorize you to hit Jake. I no longer feel safe in this <laughs> Right? Like, it's like, yeah, Jake is dead. <laughs> I just okay. want Viewers, please stay on. It's going to no. be an hour. It's going to be 90 Watch minutes long because it's snuff film. It's <laughs> <laughs> just Jake slowly dying. Uh, no, but like... Brian, you, you are a paralegal. Like, you, you hear what I'm saying, right? Like, it's this subchapter yeah. does not authorize this, does not mean this law prohibits this. It just means you have to go find some other authority to do this outside of this thing. So that's their first argument. Does that make sense? Am I crazy? Is Brian still here? To... Yeah, no, that makes sense. The government is like, I just want to make sure you're there. You know, you're like on Skype, you're all alone. I miss you. He's not, um, he's in a not alone. Room. The other, has, the other thing, you people sh- that love him. The other thing you yeah. should know about Brian is when Apple was suing Samsung, Brian and I were like the fucking strike team. Brian was in the courtroom. We had secret back channel voice comms open, so I was like listening in court and like blogging as fast oh, as I could. Oh, you should. I think we can't talk about that. It's over now. What are they going to do, oh, dude? <laughs> it's oh, that case is so over. Do you know what was happened? Samsung that would have been really lose. cool if we had done that. Oh yeah, no, that's so cool. I can't. Whatever, man. Man, the case is over. <laughs> All right. I mean, we, we, Brian and I were deep. We were deep in the zone together. Anyway, um, so it's anytime there's an Apple legal case, I think about Brian um, fondly, as it is. Um, Jake, however, is, is going to die. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyhow, um, so th- th- that's their first argument, right? And I think that is a really weak argument. Just, that's bad. I just, mm. I just don't think it's great. 
Uh, I could be wrong. I will say I just that don't think it's before they get to the actual legal arguments, like the moral force of their rhetoric is very good. Like the, oh, the whole thing a, is designed layman, to be quoted. Yeah, it's designed to be quoted as a, as a lay person. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. This is great. I totally am convinced. Okay, so we should get off this because there's, there's much more depth here. And they talk about another case where the government forced, um, a, literally it's like a 1946 case where they forced a New York phone carrier to like install a wiretapping device using this and they're like this isn't the same um i'll get into it I'll, I'll write a whole thing tomorrow but that's like the big breaking news is like apple they're making their legal argument now and not their pr argument and i think that is really fascinating and this is one someone's going to make a decision here and you know it's apple's like doing the infomercial thing where it's like well it's everything's so hard and you're they're like, how could we possibly code a new iOS? I'll fall down. Like, you know, it's like they're like, you, but you, you're the richest company on earth. Like, well, the other thing that's happening is Microsoft has said it's going to file a, uh, a brief in support of Apple, and I think Google now is also said. Well, I'm sure every tech company, yeah. supposedly Facebook as well. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Anyhow, um, I mean, if, if and if you're Facebook, the last thing you want is the government just like, oh, and Verizon backs Apple. Yeah, of course. Why? Why? Of course, they've 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 been they've given the government everything it's asked for. Because the government the government is because the if you're Verizon, you are already tightly regulated. Oh, right. So this, you, they, Verizon they already want, has to give so much stuff to the government. They're afraid that they're they're afraid of they're actually genuinely afraid of this slippery slope argument that yeah. if the government can compel Apple to make new stuff to let the government spy on you, that they could also compel Verizon to expend resources to make new stuff yep. to make the government spy on you. Yeah. Great. And so Verizon's argument is there's already a complex regulatory scheme yep. that provides the government with the inf- with that compels us to help the government in law enforcement activity. If you want to help if you want us to help more, Congress should go pass a law saying we should help more. Right. The government can't just like that that would my that would be my guess in the argument. Anyway, story is going on. But because it's an endless show. Endless. And Jake's still alive. It's time for Jake for to talk now. about NWC. So it's Nicola. Did they provide you with pictures of phones as I requested? Um, Dieter sent me all of the links. Which okay. one? Which one? I right, looked let's, at let's, all. Start, let's, let's start with the S7. So Galaxy S7 is announced at NWC. Jake, you want to do the specs? That's in the Samsung as tab. As soon as I Samsung open tab. this window. By the way, Samsung tab, actual name of a Samsung product. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy tab. Yeah, but come on. It's close enough. Galaxy tab S2. Yeah, they do have one called the Galaxy tab <laughs> S2. I'm not kidding. Uh, S7. Yeah, so Snapdragon 820. Uh, in the U.S., S7. outside the U.S., it's something else. I feel like this is like the worst Samsung asterisk of all time. You can't say the processor of a Samsung it's... phone because someone in YouTube comments right now is like, it's kind of like S- they're from the U.S. And the next generation. Are they using their own processors outside the U.S.? Yeah. They always do. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, four gigabytes of RAM. It's got a 5.1-inch Quad HD the Super S6 AMOLED Edge has a 5. display. S- Seven? Thank you. I mean, they're yeah. the same phones, right? They just yeah. they um, spec the S6 and they made them look yep. nicer. Am I missing something? So well, here's the they, deal. and they don't yeah. have USB C for is, some. No, they don't have USB C mm. so that they can connect to the gear. The big 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 deal is they made the battery uh, like way bigger. It's three thousand milliamps now. Uh, they also added SD card for expansion and they also made it waterproof. So basically, they took all the little things that people didn't really like about the S6 and they just. Fixed all of it. Yeah. So this is like the S6S more than it is the S7. <laughs> okay, it's weird. This in some ways feels like the most like 
boring Samsung launch. Like, I really love it. Exactly. It's like such a sleek looking phone. Yeah. It's so well-rounded. I'm like really impressed. Do you think the phone it. is so well-rounded? <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that I opened and I was like, I've already seen this. Oh, yeah. no. Like, but, but you see that happens with the a, iPhone like, every other year. But as a person whose eyes are not attuned to these things, I'm like, I think someone already has this phone. I've seen it. But yeah. now that you're saying like, oh, it's because they fixed all the little things and didn't do anything. I mean, wild. the big thing yeah. they fixed was on the 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 edge, which is the curved one. Yeah, literally one of the notes was we made the back slightly rounded so it's easier to pick up. That, by the way, was a huge problem. But it's just like super funny. It's yeah. like they didn't notice it on the first one. Like, yeah. did no one ever put down the Galaxy S6 Edge on a table and try to pick it up before they released <laughs> it? Did that did that not occur? And they're like, oh shit, we blew it. I don't yeah. understand. Round the S seven. Oh, they also reduced the camera from sixteen to twelve megapixels so that right. they could have bigger pixels. That's a thing. Yeah. I don't understand why the edge has to be like an infinity pool. Like why does it have to all fall? Because off? it's awesome. I like a nice hard edge. Well yeah. then you should get yeah. the not get that one. Do you know anybody with a curved phone? Do you know anybody with an Android phone? <laughs> I feel like I see so you many. You know Evan Rogers. You know at least one person who the has like an Android phone running Santa Rogers... He's living the iPhone lifestyle now. Is yeah, he, he's yeah. listening he, to the show. He sure messaged me once and I was like, what is this blue bubble? Because <laughs> <laughs> I expected a green bubble. Like what we is became this? friends. What I was like, so? oh, I expected when a green bubble. When you became friends? Yeah. Wait, when you become friends with someone, do you, do you we assign them a bubble color? No, but we became friends at your, at yeah, your birthday party. Which I don't remember. Uh, and then, <laughs> no, because I just knew I was not like, oh, the. Not, is, I remember the friendship. We had talked I don't remember about the party. Android phones, so I expected a green bubble. I see. And I got a blue one. I think you should do a feature for us where you just categorize various celebrities as blue or green bubbles. Ooh. Okay. That's sure. a thing. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Who, but I hate who's that. a green bubble celebrity? Green bubbles are okay. There's nothing um, wrong with green bubble. Um. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, my new website, greenbubblecelebrity.com, is I'm trying to think of a young. Online. I'm trying to think of a young person, Green Bubble. <laughs> like only old people? <laughs> Tom Selleck. Yeah, Tom yeah. Selleck is a Green Bubble. Yeah, because like, Green Bubble is my dad. Because he just goes to Verizon and he's like, this is neat. Oh, it's in the plan. And he gets it. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of people shop for Do you think Marco Rubio is a Blue Bubble or a Green Bubble? <laughs> Do you look like you're melting? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's so the S7. The big news of the S7 is arguably not the S7. It's a it's a Zuckerberg walked on stage and yeah. stole the show by talking about you know VR and they they've got like a crack strike team of VR people working with Samsung yeah. apparently. Um, Did you buy? It? Oh, and they, and they put out a 360 cam, the Gear 360. Yeah, which is everybody has a 360 cam. My mom has a 360. Cam yeah, but there's something. There's something. Oh, I wrote a whole column that I spiked because it it. Just made no sense by the end. Um, it was about diagonal integration. You ready for this concept? Oh my God. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Uh, Samsung's whole 360 VR stuff is the only one out of that group of companies that would be successful. Like maybe Sony because they have PlayStation, mm-hmm. Google because they're Google. Mm-hmm. But Samsung is poised because they're diagonally integrated with Facebook and Google. Right. Right, so Facebook has Oculus. They run on the Samsung hardware. Samsung tunes the hardware for Facebook right. to do all the Oculus stuff. They make the screens for Facebook. They're like tightly in the game, yep. and it all runs on Android. Yep. And Google's and so Facebook and Android or Facebook and Google run huge video distribution platforms. They're both heavily bought into VR, 
and they're all going to deliver this stuff onto hardware that yeah. is being specifically tuned for at least one of those platforms. Samsung's the only company that's getting content and like support from two sides of the VR battle. And they are the only company that's doing the yeah. hardware Everything stack. except for diagonal yeah. integration is awesome in that idea. No, but it's... It, it's no, it's dumb. Because they're not vertically integrated. No, it's like stri- striped integration. They don't... No, they're not stripes. That's horizontal. Stripes are horizontal. It's not integration at all. It's a really good idea, you guys. Yeah. But it's a tart integration. I would like to point out that I just confidently said all stripes are horizontal, and no one (laughs) one even came close to the least ridiculous idea you put out there. (laughs) All stripes are horizontal. Where, does, where do horizontal stripes fit on the uh, the height matrix? <clears throat> Wait, actually, S7, where does it go on your matrix? Um, seems practical and a little bit elegant. There yeah. you go. I, I'm a big fan. I am, I'm excited to try it. Um, I think it's okay. going to be good. So then LG did a bunch of stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. LG went crazy. Go ahead. Get, get into LG it. LG ham. Yeah. It's great. So G5, whatever. It's got it's the same specs. It's got specs. I don't care. It, it, it's high-end phone with specs. specs yeah. you know? It's got the, you know, the stuff. Um, but you can flick a little switch and pull the bottom off of the phone and the battery slides out and then you yank the battery off of that thing and then you can stick it onto another thing and then stick that back in the phone. So you can do like one of the modules is a a camera grip. Yeah. And another one is like, it's got a PC card. Okay. Wait, answer me this. That's what it is, right? Kind of. When are you ever going to put a camera grip on your phone? Never. No, I think they like, just didn't know what it was for. Another one is right. for a DAC. So again, right? That's for like two people. Uh, if they had one that had a big ass, battery. one of the camera grip has a bigger battery on it. It's got an extended battery built into it. It so also cool. has a giant camera grip on it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's like the bump on the phone. Well, what about a speaker, a loudspeaker that I could slide onto? It? Okay, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> I it's mean, the best idea legitimately, what would be the thing? The thing that would make it would cool like is if a, they developed an ecosystem. The problem is I all the ideas like of what people have wanted to attach to a smartphone are all of the ideas that are, they've all been attached. And so we like don't know what's next. Right. Mm. But I believe in my heart that there is because I love the handspring visor so much. Yeah. So talk, um, talk about the handspring visor. Give us a history lesson. So uh, Palm, <laughs> as, it, as, it, as it often did. <laughs> was really crappy in the 90s. And yeah. so one of its founders, Jeff Hawkins and uh, Dubinsky and Colin, they're like, well, screw this, we're bailing. We're going to start our own company that will make Palm handsets. And we're going to do what we want. And what they wanted to do was make a PDA, but it would have a modular system. And it was literally a, like it used a PC MCA interface. It used the same plug interface. It wasn't didn't use those same commands anyway. And the idea was it was a PDA, but you could slap an MP3 player to it. You could slap a memory card expansion into it. You could slap... Uh, modem into it. You could slap, you know, other kinds of cartridges, and there was a whole list of stuff that you could get. And there was a pretty big ecosystem of, I don't know, a few hundred different modules you could get that to slap into this. And there was a DIY ecosystem. It was cool, but the real reason they did it was because they wanted to have one of the modules you'd slap into it be a phone to turn the PDA into a phone. Think about that. And Think about how far we've come. They like because one of the modules for a G5 is actually a Palm organizer. That would be incredible, by the way, if one of the modules for the G5 was amazing. like a, a Palm like, 3 and but it what was, I'm, you turned your phone over. Just anyway. let me, let me, I'm sorry. I just want to say that the reason you have an iPhone today is because of that idea. Because there had been other smartphones, but they were like, yeah, hey, we'll try it. It's an experiment. And they didn't really believe it. But Handspring like made a real concerted effort to make a consu- 
broadly popular consumer device that would become a smartphone. They made the visor so they could test out the phone so they could make the trio. But you're saying this ecosystem failed. Well, it, no, no it turned into the trio. Handspring. So Palm, which at the time was like, <laughs> bought Handspring because Handspring bought a really expensive headquarters building and they, they couldn't afford it, their, their mortgage <laughs> bills. So Palm had to That's buy them. The entire uh, Palm story is just classic mistakes. And then, but they 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 also bought it because they were excited about one of the next versions of the trio that were coming out. And so then Palm made the trio for a while, and that was going great uh, until it wasn't. How often do we have a Vergecast that doesn't get into like deep Palmer web OSs? I love it. Oh. I learned so much. No, I'm just saying it, it's if there's one thing in the DNA of the Verge, it's like the PTSD of the Palm story. Mm -hmm. We have some of the best Palm reporting in 2016. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, the, uh, the, uh, some, some exec from Alcatel finally admitted that they're not going to do anything with the Palm brand. That oh, really? Yeah, they just like, bought yeah, it for a reason. Yeah. Um, um, but no, but so... G5. I don't know what else is going to get plugged into the G5, but I love, I love the idea that you could plug other stuff into it. The thing I'm most excited about from LG, though... Is, is the robot ball? Have you seen the robot ball, Nicola? Okay, what it? Robot. Wait, okay. Open your LG tab, which is not a product, but a tab on your computer. Yeah. Wait, Does I LG make a tab? It? Is there a G tab? No. Well, it's not. There's got to be a G tab. Easily. What um, is it? Wait, what is it called? Oh, Rolling Bot. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading the URLs, <laughs> nice. like guessing by URLs. Wait, right. look at the G5. First. A drunken headless BB-8. I've met BB-8. Yeah. Here. So it's like BB-8. It's Whoa. a little. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Wait. It's supposed to be a bunny? Well, or someone you can made like, put a little bunny a on. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, Do it's they a sell accessories ball. to make it a bunny? You could, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's round. I don't know. Many, any accessories Possibly. that fit a round thing, I believe, will fit on But it. are like people, is this a thing? Like people are well, making it's it's just not coming around. out to the summer. Oh my God, the but opportunities. Th so it's, yeah. a, it's a rolling ball, just like a, a Sphero or a BB-8. Yeah. You control it with your phone, but it has a camera on it and a speaker on it and a laser pointer on it. And the idea is you're at the office and you want to screw around with your cat. You turn the ball on, you like walk, roll the thing around your house so you find the cat, and then you turn on the laser pointer and then start moving the laser pointer around, the cat goes chasing after it. You know what this means? And you, wait, can, is, you can, is, you can wait, put it in I, auto cat troll mode where you just hit the button and then it, it just rolls around the, the house shooting a laser, pissing off the cat. I have a question for you. Is that LG's idea for the device or Dieter Bone's idea for the Why device? Why else would you put a laser pointer <laughs> on a rolling ball? Can you, wait. I mean, honestly. How much is the cat torture bot? I, who cares? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm into it. I mean, I, the whole the whole G5 thing is like LG was like, you know what? Everything. Right. What we're going to make with our phone this year is everything. Yeah, but they what, put out a VR headset for no reason. Oh, that VR headset is such garbage. It looks real bad. It's like a, it's it actually like, it looks, it looks really cool. cool. It looks okay. I mean, it's nicely colored. Do you have a picture of it? it it's like it's smaller than all the other ones. It has this like felt yeah. piece. Yeah, like it looks, really it doesn't work. Yeah, James Vincent yeah, like, is like, this doesn't terrible. work very well. <laughs> uh, Minor oversight. But like compared to everyone else's VR headset, it, it actually like looks the nicest. Yeah. <laughs> the pull quote, light leaks in and with it reality. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, I like how this looks. Yeah, put it in the Matrix. Um, <laughs> the people wearing it. It's very slim. Wow. Yeah, that's why low light leaks in yeah. along with reality. Um, what if, what if it, you could buy uh, accessories for it that were like eye cups? Like this is drab out? ostentatious. Drab ostentatious. Because wow. it's not yeah. like, I mean, it looks pretty good for like being the thing that it is, but it's like the dorkiest thing. Oh, so I forgot that thing and all the other things you plug into the phone and this rolly ball. Do you know what LG calls them? What? Friends. Oh, 
They just went it. for it. Yeah. They just went for it. No, but the G5 as a phone, you know, it's like nerdy and awesome. And maybe there'll be cool modules for it, but almost surely not. Because there's no way LG is going to get support from a broad ecosystem of hardware developers to make stuff for it. But it is the first G5 in a while that doesn't, like, basically look at it and go, oh, that's cheap and plastic. Yeah. yeah. Which is a big deal. That's something. I, I just... I don't know. Listeners, tell me if I'm wrong. I just feel like LG is the perennial also ran in this entire game. Yep. Like, they're so big, and they make so much money making screens for Apple, that they're like, we'll make a phone, too. And they just need to... What differentiates an LG phone? I feel like this is... The, I think the G4 had a good camera, right? Yeah, but... And now, like, this seems like the first year that they've got one that's just all around really nice, but they're also trying something kind of crazy. I mean, the G4, the G3, they were, like, kind of forgettable. They yeah. were bendy. No, the G- you could, like, flex them. Yeah. People like the G4. It had a decent camera. No, it had a cool camera. It had a that decent camera, and like just, but, that was, but the thing did not yeah. look and feel great. It was yeah. just like, and also their software. No, they got isn't they the got V10, better on the G4. And the V10 had two screens for no reason. Yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Oh, both the, well, both Samsung and LG screens. have like always on screens now. The time and like your notifications are just on your screen all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. Mm. Meh. Mm. What else happened at NBC? What do you wait? What do you think of the G5? Um, Do you understand that when the G- LG puts out the G6, we will listen to like a G6 in 2017, unironically, and it's a massive corporation, like just bumps that song at us. It's, un- it's inescapable. It's coming. Everyone just be warned. Today, know this. A I'm, year from I'm, now, we'll be on the show. I'm quitting next January. <laughs> listening not, to like a G6. Not like, allowing this. It, it, it will come for us. Um, Popping yeah. bottles in the club. G five. Okay. Do you think they Have were I also told you about the friends next year? Wait, the friends. Is that going? Is that going to be around next year? Is that even going to yeah. last? What are the there's chances no friends last? No, there's no way. <laughs> I'm just really excited about them. Yeah, no, as no, a it's gadget, it's cool. It's a, you don't have to. You don't I, have no, to. It like, is cool. It is cool. Thinking something is cool isn't a recommendation that anybody buy it. I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, what in what world does this succeed? Like, do, wait, excuse me, Dieter. I know. I just bought a Viop, man. I bought a. <laughs> I bought a hot pink 5P. I spent $290. Right. I'm with you on the gadgets thing. Okay. I'm just saying, I, I want LG to, like, get a win. Yeah, no, they're not going to win. <laughs> you know, I, want, I want Sony to get a win. Yeah, so it's, do I. But it's just not happening. No. And also, it's stuff at MWC. The new Xperia's phones are, like, bewildering. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, why? They're, they just exist at this, like, weird mid-range points. No one's really sure where they fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the impression I'm getting. Also, I like that every Sony phone now has a qualifier in its name. It's like, this is the X7 something. Yeah. Every single one. Like what? Premium, compact, forgettable. Right. This is the X7 forgettable. <laughs> like, <laughs> one every is called one. performance. Performance. Like, yeah. like the what? others don't perform. <laughs> oh, and Sony also made a bunch of random crap that goes with their phones. There's a, there's a Moto hint. There's like a, you know, uh, uh, what's it? Her. What's the movie with the girl? Wireless headset. Her. Wireless headset. Yeah. Her. Yeah. There's a, a Amazon Echo clone, <laughs> and then there's like a thing, like a pedestal that like displays stuff on the wall and does stuff. And like, who knows if they're actually going to sell this stuff? Their Echo clone is called the uh, Sony Xperia Agent. Yeah. Because every they just can't name a product one name. Nope. The Xperia Agent. That sounds great. That wasn't the name of the things in the Matrix trying to kill you constantly. So the thing about Sony and Xperia is, you remember the original Xperia? 
No. The original Xperia was a horizontal slider that ran Windows Mobile 5, and it was badass, right? Like, before it came out, people were losing their minds over this <laughs> thing. really stretching No, it was, it was the first, like, smartphone hardware that had amazing, like, build quality, and it had aluminum, and it was like, whoa, this thing is going to be amazing. On, and we started using it, and it was hot garbage, and the keyboard was terrible, and, like, the buttons were bad and whatever. But I, I probably spent, like, $900 on that thing. Um, and here's just what I want to just, like, just slide that one in. I spent $1,000 on this Windows mobile phone. Yeah. I was just saying, um, I imported it, you know, yeah. like yeah, you yeah. do. Um, but after that thing didn't live up to expectations, maybe they should have stopped using the word Xperia for <laughs> everything they do. I mean, yeah. I don't know why they'd used it once. Yeah. What does the word Xperia mean to you, Nicola? Xperia? Yeah, that's Sony's smartphone brand name. It's, it's X. Like a, it's like an it's, ex- multiple experiences, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. No, I've had a number of Xperia Yeah, we went today. on a trip and we had Xperia and <laughs> tried new food. I mean... That's so awful. I went to Europe. I went to Europe and Xperia. That is, that is 100% what the worst girl at a boarding school says. Yeah, that is the worst. <laughs> That is the worst. Like, who's the worst mean girl at your at your uh, elite Connecticut boarding school? Yeah. She's the one who's like, I've had Xperia. Yeah. <laughs> look up look up Sony Ericsson Xperia X1 oh and tell God. me that doesn't look like the oh, hottest shit you've story. ever we seen. We covered the hell out of this. Yeah. Um, oh, it's with an X, not an EX. No, I remember yeah. this thing. We co- This was like an Engadget special. This is like a thing that we... We got down. All right, this looks kind of sweet. It had the curve. Oh. Yeah, right. And it, and then you used it. And it was like, oh. I just right. like that the oh, interface yeah. has like a million things. That was every on. Windows phone. Yep. It continues to be every Windows yep. phone. Oh man, you can buy one for eighty dollars. I'm buying. I'm buying an Xperia. What did we give? We reviewed this. Of course you did. And gadget. Yeah. And that's not no. It's garbage. None of this is right. None of these things are the right thing. Two thousand eight. Darren reviewed it. What do you give it? What do you give it? What do you give it? Do we have scores back then? I don't think I covered the Xperia X1 at Windows. Well, Windows Darren's review ends with, if someone figures out how to get Android on it, we wouldn't say wholehearted recommendation would be too far from the realm of feasibility. <laughs> we would recommend this if you stripped of an operating system and put a different one on it. Yo, there. there's an Xperia X1 on eBay for $27. Hey, this is your t- I just bought a Viop, man. Here's what's going to happen. Could, at could, the I, could I load that the, uh, the Chromebook Chrome OS thing? No. Chromebook thing on you this? You need Intel processor. Damn it. I think we should start a Sony Hardware Museum. Ooh. Well, Sony Hardware. Have we, and then people could pay tickets, and then the people would actually pay money to get Sony devices. Until recently, Sony made... Was that Dieter Shade? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was like deep. I mean, Sony is like a... Sony's business is as an insurance company in Japan, and then they have this like electronics business on the side. Oh, they also make uh, camera modules. They make camera Apple. modules for for Apple. Yeah, like that's their business. They yeah. make the world's best camera modules. They make TVs that very few people buy, and they sell insurance to their own employees in Japan. And like, these amazing stuff. That's their business. stylish gadgets that no one buys. Right. Yeah. So like all through the late '90s, 2000s, and into the sort of mid 2000s. Sony made the craziest, best hardware. And it was funny because I did that, that thread about what's the coolest old laptop and the comments to put Chrome OS on. What's the coolest right. old laptop with Chrome OS on? Yeah. And the comments were, it was just people posting pictures of Sony computers because they were all so cool. And they were all, Sony was such a bad software company that they were all garbage in different ways. 
So the idea of not putting Windows on there and putting just like Chrome as a browser actually is like a wonderful idea. So I, I've purchased a hot pink Sony laptop. Cool. And I'm yeah. going to put Chrome OS on it and then it's going to be my computer and I'm going to be the happiest boy in the world. <laughs> I like, I literally think about it every day. I've shown it to so many people. Like it looks awesome. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. When's it arrive? I think it's next week. <sighs> I mean, it has a 1.6 gigahertz Atom processor. It's not going to be great. It's Chrome. It's plenty, right? Yeah. You can open like two tabs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll take some yeah. notes in a meeting. Um, you might not, you might not be able to load the Verge, but I probably won't be able to load the Verge. I might be able to, if I can get Gmail and like any notes website, anything where I can type a note. Yeah, that'd be great. If, if you're lucky, maybe Slack. Who cares? Because I'll just be me and I mean, just type it away. I'll still have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> if I can just turn that thing into a Bluetooth key, ooh, that's an idea. Hey, but what will go on the screen? I'll just be <laughs> just looking at my phone. Uh, that's a great idea. So that's MWC. I mean, other stuff. The so Xiaomi. Um, we got a Xiaomi good, released another iPhone. Uh, no, actually, this <laughs> one. On. It looks pretty nice. This one looks like yeah, a Xiaomi it phone. Looks like an iPhone. No, no, no it I doesn't. It. it looks like a. It looks like a Samsung phone, which no. looks like Xiaomi phones. Was it the Mi Five? Yeah. Six. It looks good. It like a cool back or something. Ago. Yeah. That thing looks like an iPhone. No, Are you doesn't. kidding me? Come on. I guess it's a little square off on the sides. It's squared off. That's what they did. Yeah. It looks like... Um, it's not coming to the U.S., though. Of course not. You know why? Because both Apple and Samsung will sue this company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like the front of an iPhone with the back of an S6 Edge. Yeah. But they kind of did that before the S6. Wait, what's the worst quadrant of your grid, Nicola? The worst? Yeah. Probably drab... There's no bad quadrant. Yeah, There's a bad that's quadrant. the thing. I mean, everything what? has its place. Yeah. Is there like drab utility? But drab utilitarian is pretty good. Drab yeah. practical? Drab practical is great. Wait, how is utilitarian and practical different? But drab and practical are, Wait, are utilitarian needed. and practical on opposite ends of the spectrum? Wait, no, 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 there's no utilitarian. It's drab elegant, Yeah. practical ostentatious. Oh, you weren't here last week. No, that's right. I was not here. There is really no negative practical elegant. Drab practical is fine. Drab practical that's is like fine. That's like an extension cord. That's where yeah. I put the computer Everybody mouse. Everybody loves an extension cord. Yeah, an extension cord yeah. is drab practical. Or like a really good well, I mean, how are you going to make it elegant? Like, it doesn't need to be. So being in between. If somebody could send me a picture of an elegant <sighs> extension cord, I'd be super into it. Think about it. What if I, like, I think the bad quadrant is is elegant ostentatious. Is, is it, that possible? See, now, now we're in like a matter of lifestyle because I love elegant ostentatious. I think obviously. that if you're, if, if you're ostentatious, you're by definition not elegant. This is real hard. Ooh. That's one thing I've learned with you and your people. It, everything gets so literal mm. here. Last week, the debut of the thing, I mean, the follow up questions were insane. We're just having really fun. Rough? Okay, we don't need to, we don't need to, we don't need to litigate it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that's all I have to say about MWC. I think, I think, I think, yes. You like quit looking for whatever song it is you're looking for. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. Can I tell you a story about that lyric? No. It's really yes, bad. please. Okay. I'm just saying. If LG blows this opportunity, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they have a phone right now called the G5. They should already be stealthily playing this song, like, 
in clubs, in the background of like LGTV commercials. Mm-hmm. It should just they should be setting the stage for like a G six to come back huge. Seating it to the right DJs. With yeah. like, doubt. just mix it in. Next just mix year it they're in. gonna go with like the G five X. They they will screw this up. But how do you blow this up? Acting like they drunk. What year did this? This is. They've just been waiting years. Twenty ten. Yeah, they started because the first one wasn't called the G one. By the way, our audio engineer is listening to how long the song has gone on. Realize that it's beyond the amount that you're allowed to do for fair use. I want to talk about this later. And he's freaking out. So he's sitting there. How am I gonna edit this? I gotta cut it. He's cutting it all. It's all getting cut. Cut. Um, cut. And the phone spins in the ad. Think about no, it. We're reporting on it, so it's yeah. fair use. I'm just, I feel I'm, like they're gonna fuck it up and do some kind of like, like really absurd. Like there's gonna be beavers or something. You know what I mean? They're gonna like try to meme it, like pre meme. Like I hate these these advertisements that What's, are made to be memes. A pre meme. Yeah. Pre-meme? Basically, like all of the lazy Super Bowl ads. Oh my god, it was so frustrating. Um. So that there's a lyric in there that she's like, "I'm drinking scissor," but. For years, my friends and I totally misheard it, and we thought she said she was drinking scissor, which is, in my opinion, and if you're listening to this show, I want to talk directly to your heart now. If you're listening to this show, and you maybe have too much money, you don't know how to spend it, you want to make an investment, I have a complete business plan for a vodka brand called Scissor Vodka. Does it involve the song? It doesn't involve the song, although I think having a famous song in which people appear to be saying drinking scissor in the club is a good look. Um, I just want to do an entire print billboard campaign, like physical media campaign of like hot people. And they just, they're looking at you with their fingers like this. And it just says cut through the night. This is a radio show. People are in the car. What are your fingers doing? They're making scissors, man. (laughs) What do you think they're doing? I'm just giving it back to you because you're always... If you're in the car right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look you at the car next to you. It's a very sly scissor sign. It's sort of a peace sign. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a little sign. thing, right? It's a peace. Look sign. at the person in the car next to you. No, you're alone. But this this is not why safe. are you alone? You're on the road. Because you're commuting places. People always drive their cars alone. No, but in the car, the other cars around okay. you. In the traffic jam. In the traffic Make jam. Make eyes at the stranger. Make eyes at the stranger. Man, when look there's at self-driving cars, that's all we're going to have to do is like look at and each other put up, in cars. And put up two fingers. Meet cutes and like. A slight scissor shape, and then just mouth the words, cut through the night. And that, oh, people are going to do that. Cut through the night is good. <laughs> For scissor vodka. I would. So, I'm, again, I'm speaking directly to your heart now. This is a beautiful If ad. you have more money than sense, and you would like to make <laughs> this happen for me... I'm your friend. I love you, and I think you and I... That's the kind of pitch you would hear on... I mean, that's just the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I have a second one for a trampoline vodka, which is just the word bounce. And it's just, God. it's just, it's endless TV ads of people leaving clubs. <laughs> when, when does the Oscar segment begin? <laughs> I, I mean, tell you, man, this is like some '80s sitcom. Dad has a job and he has to go pitch the thing. It's kind of like pitch. Cut through the night is great. Cut through the night is great. Cut through the night is great. Balance is awful. That's, but that's like cut through the night is tr- awful. Cut through the night is great. No, cut through the night is fantastic. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. And there's already a song that everybody's... I already want to cut through You're that. drinking a scissor in the club. Now yeah. I'm feeling so fly. All right, we should just get Emily yeah. here. Brian, what, Brian was... Yeah, Brian, something. you didn't talk yeah. about phones at all. Yeah, I don't... I'm sorry, I'm still recovering from Which vodka from, slogan from Bounce. do you prefer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian is slacking me. definitely better than Bounce. <laughs> 
Um, that's definitely true. Um, Where does Cut Through the Night? Okay, no, Cut Through the Night is great. No, it's just people. It's no, it's, it's like, better. I didn't say it was great. Oh, it's great. Brian, say one thing about a phone, and then I'll leave. Um, uh, Friends is crazy. You're high for liking it. I don't understand <laughs> at all. <laughs> I just like that it exists. I need to read. (laughs) I need to read some advertising, uh, which I need to find. By the way, if you're listening, it's at the bottom of the. I don't. I didn't open it because I'm a bad person. You're a terrible human. That's where all the links are. You want me to read the ad? I don't need the links, Nicola. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Check out today's ad. What's our ad for? Where is it? I know. I'm, well, I'm using it right is it, now. Is it for Scissor Vodka? It's for no. Scissor. Can I read a fake ad for Scissor Are you alone in the club? <laughs> Do you feel like you should go to a different club? No, I think this is for aging millennials like myself, where it's like... Are you aging millennial? Yeah. It's like, it's being out getting hard. It's one o'clock <laughs> when you want to leave. Come through the night. Get amped on Scissor Vodka. And I swear to God, you can stay out till four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more like you'll just wake up and it's four because you've cut through the night. You like took, you like time <laughs> warped. Through the night. Are you already bored? Get donked on Scissor Vodka. <laughs> Did you actually yawn? <laughs> you'll wake up in the gutter. Cut through the night. Do you want to skip directly from sober to regret? Cut through the night with Scissor. Okay. I'm going to read this. There's probably a positive version of that ad. It's like people snaking through the front of the line. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the group of friends walks into the, 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 the concert and there's like a big crowd and they're like, ah. Oh. And then one of them like, they see, the sign. they see their friend way up to the front and they're like, they're already on stage with the rapper and they're yeah, like doing the this. Night. And they're like, cut through the night. That's it. And then and they go in. Right and in. It, yeah, exactly. Yes. Cut through the the trouble comes when you cut too far. <laughs> Yeah, to regret. Don't cut too deep. Yeah, that's it. Don't cut too deep. That's our anti-drinking and driving. I'm going to invent a time machine, go back in time five minutes, and tell everybody on this show that they can skip ahead. No, that was free magic. That was free magic. Don't cut too deep as like an, like, like it says like drink responsibly. Don't cut too deep. What is Slack? It's a messaging app for teams. It brings all of your communication at work into one place, integrating with the tools and services you use every day. Slack's mission is to make people's working lives simpler, more pleasant, and more productive. So many teams transition to Slack from a siloed collection of tools they've cobbled together to build their own communication fabric. It's email, it's IM, it's Skype. You pull these disjointed conversations into a single, organized, and searchable view that helps decisions get made faster, but it also radically increases transparency. Nearly 100 integrations work with Slack, including Dropbox, GitHub, Trello, MailChimp, Google Drive, Hangouts, although I'm not clear why you'd use Hangouts and Slack. Oh, I get it, because of the video conferencing. Anyway, uh, and there's lots and lots of customers of Slack. There's Airbnb, there's NASA, there's AOL, BuzzFeed, Dow Jones, eBay, Expedia, Intuit, Ticketmaster, MIT, Samsung, Spotify, Salesforce, Sappos, Wall Street Journal, Pinterest, SolarCity, Transparency. Fox Media, Slack organization. We use it. We love it. Slack has more than 1.25 million daily active users. That's a lot of people. And people who use Slack report a 32% productivity increase, a 48.6% reduction in internal email, and 25% fewer meetings. So just do this thing that I want you to do. Go to slack.com slash verge, create a new team, and you get $100 in credit so you can decide if you like Slack, you can try it for free. And if you decide to upgrade to a paid plan, you can use that $100 credit and uh, upgrade, upgrade your, your lifestyle. Anyway, look, here's the thing. Vox Media uses Slack. These people use Slack. 
Some of us like Slack. Some of us love Slack. I'm biting my tongue so hard now. Emily has her own feelings about Slack. Why? But if you're not using Slack, you are not using the right tool. And that is the end of the sacrifice. That's true. What are you using? A competitor? Like... I don't think I can just bite competitors in the Slack no. app. <laughs> I, you know, I, just, I don't think we can do that. But it, it's Slack. Slack. It's the one. Is that really <laughs> That's it? That's it. No, it's not the tagline. Cut through the I conversation. Just I just Slack. don't know how to end the... Slack. Cut through the night. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Wait. Oh, you guys... Cut through your inbox. We're cutting, we're cutting we're through the podcast. We're, we're, the the ad is clearly over. I didn't realize that by jumping into the middle of a podcast, which is like a very risky gambit, yeah. I would be missing so many inside jokes. Oh, God. It's already real bad. It's, like, real bad. I feel lost right now, and I'm I'm supposed to be, like know what's going on yeah, for this segment. I'm supposed to be steering the ship, and yet I have no... Like, I feel so left out. All you, I know is that we're... Literally cutting through the podcast right now. Yeah, it <laughs> happened. Well, let me ask. Let me. Okay, Cut Brian. It out. Nick. No. Tr. <laughs> come on, man. So let's talk about Fuller House the next forty-five minutes. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm just going to ask these two because they're they're fresh, fresh ears, fresh minds. If I were to start a vodka company called Scissor Vodka in honor of my misinterpretation of the lyrics of Like a G6, which is my favorite song. Okay. One of my favorite songs. It is. I mean, we were we were just we can we, I can just hit play and I can just push the space. Oh, it's a fantastic play. song. One of my first articles on the Verge. I, I, I talk very very uh, favorably about like a G six. Well, so LG's really? LG's phone yeah. this year is called the G five, and I'm, I've been saying they're blowing it if they don't start seeding this song again, so that next year. Oh yeah. Anyway. How many things have been named in a series of G something or other? Because there were Max too for yeah, a while. There's a G four. Like, yeah. And they um, got to G5, and they mm-hmm. stopped. Oh, conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> but the planes didn't stop. The planes kept going. Yeah, that's um, true. Poor, poor Far East movement. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so I have always mis- misheard the lyrics to like a G6. Is drinking scissor in the club, and not scissor. And I was saying, if, wouldn't a great tagline for a brand of vodka called scissor vodka be cut through the night? Just think, just, just I, God damn it. It sounds really sinister to me. Yes, it should be sinister. It's a, no, mm, I don't. I don't think a vodka ad should be sinister. Yes, it should be like dangerous and sexy. I'm much too old to drink spirits, so I can't. <laughs> what? I just I old feel, people drink spirits, but not me. You I just, age into spirits. What? No, I aged out of them. Okay. When I was. <laughs> I know what you're you talking saying? about. You're talking. You aged out of going hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go soft. <laughs> okay. Jameson, Jameson bought a six pack of what's it called? Not your father's root beer. I don't. Oh. <laughs> so I could take. I could take the remainder of the podcast to explain that debacle. Well, let me just. Should. Let me just time out for one second. So, okay. if for some reason you have decided to live through that transition through with us. Emily Yoshida is here. Hi. And Jameson Cox is here. Hey. Jameson, secret weapon of TheVerge.com, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Just... Hidden away in Canada. Yes. But he blogging, decided to come down. Blogging machine. Yeah, I came down for the Oscars. Yeah. I came down to don my uh, my formal wear. <laughs> and we should and, say... And to blog. <laughs> he came down to watch the Oscars on television with us. That's pretty great. Um, Brian, who is also still on the line, is going to be at the actual Oscars. So he gets the fun That's part of it. Fun. But the rest of it are, are going to be just like eating pizza and watching the TV and making yeah, we, Are we all going to dress up? Um, uh, I know TC really wants us to dress up secretly. Uh, Ooh. Or not so secretly. Are you coming to the Oscars thing? Well, I have to do my own racked. 
I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to so, be on it. Are you coming? Yeah, I'll be here. Are you guys right. going to be here? The, yeah, yeah, they're throwing a whole yeah. thing. They're okay. making the whole staff. Guys, everybody come oh, to love the, the Vox Media New York headquarters for the Wait, like, most banging you? content making <laughs> Oscars party ever. Can I sidebar to my favorite TC clothing story? Just because, like, I think that the audience <laughs> knows and likes him. All right, all right, go so, for it. So, and I become friends on Twitter without really ever meeting in the office. You guys work twenty five feet away. I know, from but each like, other. it never really happened. All right. And then one day he walks by wearing a poncho, and I slack him for the first time. Oh, there you go. I slack him for the first time, and I'm like, "Tell me about this." And he just said, "TLDR: Man discovers Etsy." <laughs> <laughs> and like I just I just met I it, I that to me is like one of those you know those forward short stories like baby shoes never worn yeah. <laughs> TLDR man discovers that scene it's like so right perfect. up there oh, so perfect I still think That's about amazing. it amazing yes anyway oh, wow. so if the man says formal wear I'm with he it he really knows his way around ahead like <laughs> it's incredible I love it okay well, Okay. So, Emily, I'm going to let you drive. This well, is your 45. Okay, well, I was just talking in the control room. We're, P.S., I, I heard the whole background about, like, a G6. I knew where Scissor Vodka came from. I'm totally with this podcast. Yeah, you're in the game. Um, I was just saying, though, in there, um, I'm not really sure how uh, to attack the Oscars. Um, I think at some point, I, would, I think it would be fun to go through and to say who we think is going to win the major awards. But we should probably start by just talking about what a fun shit show this year's Oscars <laughs> are going to be. Because that's why we're watching on television. We could um, follow along on Twitter and just find out the um, the results or, you know, watch a boring telecast. But it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. There's a lot, um, you know, in the air. Obviously, the whole Oscar so white controversy now it's two years strong um has really reached uh, a peak a lot of people won't be there a lot of a lot of people that um you know one would expect to be there are boycotting the uh the show itself and um i feel like a lot of people are going to use their time at the podium to uh air some grievances with hollywood so <laughs> it'll be fun it'll be real fun um lots of yeah lots to watch um <laughs> And and you know I, I think it's funny everybody's saying that the biggest the biggest narrative is around Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. finally picking up his Oscar. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where we're just going to get it over with. I feel like it's it's going to be the most anticlimactic part of the entire. <laughs> Can you get an Oscar for a movie that a lot of people I know are just actively avoiding because it sounds like a brutal experience? Oh, I mean, it's not even that brutal. The yeah. movie. I mean. It's pretty. It's like pleasant to watch. There's like beautiful sunsets in it and bears. Um, <laughs> I I just don't. The, the thing about this year's acting nominees, I think normally it would be another loss for Leo because he doesn't really do that much in right. this movie. But and, and people are already mad at me. I've already spoiled the Revenant on this podcast before, so I feel like it's fair territory. <laughs> I can do. I can say anything I want. It's getting um, broken again. The bear comes back. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I think in any other year, it, it would be another Leo loss. I mean, we continue having the Susan Lucci narrative around him. But this year, he's not really up against that much. Like, here are acting nominees, just as a refresher, if you haven't been, like, bathing in this stuff for the last month. Um, we've got Brian Cranston in Trumbo, which nobody saw. We've got Matt Damon in The Martian, which is, like, not really getting any traction in any awards yeah. at all. Like, none of the pre-awards. And it's, like... 
you know, I think that whole, I think the comedy thing with Golden Globes really hurt it. I think it's become such a punchline, like, oh, that comedy, that comic performance Mm -hmm. and the Martian, which to be fair, a lot of it is comic, but it's just not not a comedy. It's yeah, it's not a comedy. And if it was a comedy, it wouldn't be that funny. (laughs) And I don't know. I'm not a fan of that movie, but I, I just think it's like a weak entry for it, it, as many interesting things are in that movie, I just don't think it's being taken very seriously for awards. Um, then we have uh, Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs in Steve Jobs, um, another film that is having kind of a hard time breaking through, except for um, Kate Winslet uh, for the supporting her supporting role in it. Um, I again like this is probably the only one that has a chance of getting of, of being Leo, but. Um, uh, again, very, very long shot. And then Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl, which um, he won <coughs> last year for The Theory of Everything, so it's very unlikely. If Eddie Redmayne wins two Oscars for Best Actor in a row, um, something really weird has happened. <laughs> well, and especially for The Danish Girl, which is like the most transparent play for <clears throat> acting Oscars yeah, this year. I feel like people have Eddie Redmayne's number at this point. Like he's taking, you know, he's, first he's going to be Stephen Hawking and then he's going to yeah. be a transgender woman. It was so. a tragedy that he wasn't nominated for Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I forgot that he was back, in Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Wait, Brian, <laughs> Brian has feelings about Ed, Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Well, the movie was a horrible piece of shit, but he was the one like entertaining spotlight. We were like, I'll watch that guy do that crazy shit anytime. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't like him. I I just think his Asian has been a little aggro. That's all I'll say. I like the projects he's been picking are a little bit like a calm down, Eddie. Like like you have your whole life ahead of you. He's still young. I think he might I might be older than Eddie Redmayne. I feel like he's he's kind of going coming a little hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, those that's who Leo is going up against. Who like I don't know. Can anybody make a strong case for anybody other than Leo? I would love to hear it. In, like that are actually nominated? No. Yeah. Yeah. For, I saw Trumbo previews for like five straight movies I went to see back. Closer. Closer. I yep. can't figure yeah. out the distance thing. I really wasn't briefed. Mm-hmm. He's not been media trained yet. No. Um. <laughs> I'm, yeah. It makes me sound like I'm a puppy. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I am. Media, media puppy Jameson Media Cox. puppy Jameson Cox. That's my official title, actually. That's um, your new Twitter bio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Trumbo. Like, I went to go see five movies and there was a preview uh, for Trumbo before every single one and I was never really convinced that it was a real movie it kind of reminded me of like the Tropic Thunder previews <laughs> like Trumbo totally. followed by Satan's Alley oh my god wait there were two um what was there was another screenwriter um show uh, or not show a uh, movie I'm trying to think of what, what it was Truman Capote in like recently or like yeah. 10 years ago no like this year this oh. past year I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking of... It feels like Argo also, but mm. Argo also won Best Picture, so who knows? I mean, let's... This is but like Argo this, as a Best Picture winner to me always seemed like... Did you... Did everyone just pick the like the joke? I, I think... I don't, I think it was a weak year that year. I'm trying to think of what else came out that year. Do you do you know off the top of your head, Brian? What? Not off the top of my head, but it was a weird um, pick, and it didn't... Uh, it didn't win across like all the guild awards that you'd normally expect it to win. Yeah. That feels like it may have been a thing that won because of like the the tiered system of voting, you know what I mean? Where it's not just like everybody votes on one thing and that's the only thing that counts. Yeah. Wait, was that twenty twelve? Um no. Oh my god. You know, we've had a bad run here recently. The artist <laughs> won in twenty twelve. 
I forgot. Remember The Artist, everybody? <laughs> the best movie of tw- 20, 2012? Um, I mean, no, the, the Oscars are notoriously bad. Um, and Wait, so why are they so important, though? Like, why do we cover yeah. the hell out of them? Like, why, do we, why <laughs> does everyone pay question, so much? Right? Why, why is Brian writing a column every week about them? Like, It's the most visible way to track, I think, what what Hollywood thinks is valuable, not from a money standpoint, but from an artistic and intellectual standpoint. I mean, I, I, is there anything... What, what do you think, Brian, as, aside from that? I, I think the visibility I mean, is just a huge part of it. That's the thing. It's like the best way to think about, look and see what Hollywood thinks about itself. But I think what's interesting about this year is it's also become a, a driving part of like several narratives that are about how Hollywood is actually out of touch with like the rest of the country and world in a really, really profound way that's made this year particularly interesting. There's been a lot more fun things to write about this year instead of like, oh, oh, now like so-and-so looks like they're going to win instead, and that's (laughs) kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of years the Oscar conversation becomes a conversation about a specific genre of movie, like a very cloistered-off genre of movie called the Oscar movie, and like the goings-on and the dealings within that sphere. But now I think because that just became so insular and so, I don't know, like navel-gazy that... um, the conversation, you know, I think people just had enough of that. They're like, this has nothing to do like, for the for the definitive award or honor that you can have in Hollywood for a film. It has nothing to do with anything that's going on in film. And and as Brian wrote about a few weeks ago, this has happened before. Like this, ha- there's a cycle, I think, and it'll probably happen again in like 30 years after um, after all the changes are made in the Academy. It'll you know things stagnate and then get remade. Yeah. We're all just right. slowly age and become irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> and the youngs will get mad at us. And <laughs> Soon no one will drink spirits. We'll all be too old. <laughs> uh, I think, too, like when we're talking about like the relative value of the Oscars, even if they're not particularly meaningful in a vacuum, they're still way more meaningful than the like big award shows in other areas of culture. Like Compare them to the Grammys. I think the Oscars are way more reliable as... like a year by year snapshot of what was important than the Grammys, which are like practically useless in that regard. Yeah. I mean, we just did bring up the artist, right? Like, yeah, but, uh, but there are other movies that were nominated. Like you can look at all of the nominees for album of the year in the Grammys some year, and none of them were particularly good or relevant, like past that ceremony. I'm going to tell you what was up against Argo the year that it won in okay. 2013, just for funsies. I'm into it. Um, okay. We had a more, um, which was really sad and depressing. Uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, whoop, whoop, <laughs> <laughs> Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. Now, this was a big year where Zero Dark Thirty got kind of uh, slandered, not slandered, but it got it got kind of beaten through in the, in the campaign. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of controversy surrounding it and its depiction of torture and stuff like that and um i think a lot of people would say that was one of if not the best films of the year and um and catherine bigelow was one of the best directors of the year but you know campaigns are brutal yeah no i mean you could but there's in that list you could make arguments for zero dark 30 you could make a sort of half-hearted argument for silver linings playbook like a like you know like a fun one like at a bar like you have to um there's something else that you mentioned. Like, there's like three in there that you could make. Well, two that you could make serious arguments for, and Silver Linings Playbook, right? Like, yeah. Um, 
And Argo won, and it just felt like it won because it was like the biggest. It was fine. Everybody was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't hate but, it. Like, shout out to Les Mis for giving the Eddie Redmayne hype beast the boost that they oh, needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was flames in Les Mis. That was, that was the beginning of it. He was really good. You know who else was good in that? Aaron Tveit of Grease Live. Well, wow. he <laughs> can, like, he can keep that one on his mantelpiece for oh, life. Oh, Django. That's the one I was thinking of. You could have made a real... Yeah. Yeah. Also, Anne Hathaway, mm. the queen. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm an Anne Hathaway stand Let's on the low. Let's just talk about, can we just talk about Wait, Les Nicola Mis? is making a face on a face. <laughs> tell, me, tell me what is happening to your face right now. I just like unf- Jameson unfolding. And like, I really like that being part of what the like 12 things I know about Jameson. <laughs> that I'm an Anne I Maybe went, last, maybe six. I went to go see the intern like on opening night. <laughs> I actually believe that Jameson is more of an Anne Hathaway than a Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone... I really, and there's nothing wrong with that. I really empathize with Anne Hathaway. I think so. Why? I, uh, Please. Because she's like a theater girl. Like, who, like, a little... Yeah. She's... Like, no one is ready for the nuclear theater girl explosion well, when and it like, happens. I'm just, Do you think she's, like, always, like, holding it in a little bit to, like, play it cool? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Jameson. Like, I'm a... Like, oh, see, yeah. I think you're much more of a Jennifer Lawrence. Because, yeah. like, I'm going to be very real this is really about myself right now. Like, I'm not cool. And that's fine. Like, <laughs> I can really, like, I can work my way, like, into, like, a life so not much being cool. And Anne Hathaway is not cool. But Jennifer Lawrence is like, I love beers. I love making fun of reporters. Whoops, I tripped. Yeah. Oh, my God. I- <laughs> oh, my God. Is that Robert De Niro? Oh. Like, and I'm like, that's not me. Like, I don't know. Emily and I had a Slack conversation once where I described myself as the Oh, pe- my God. It's a Slack native ad. It's yeah. <laughs> but I, we were talking about, like, the Hunger Games. And at one point, I was like, yeah, I wish that I was the Caesar Flickerman of The Verge. But really, I'm the Pete Malark. <laughs> And uh, that's very real. Uh, I forgot about this entire conversation. It's all coming back to me. We assigned characters for every single person at The Verge. Yeah. To wrap this up, I think that Josh Hutcherson should have been nominated for Best Actor. Oh my god, I do not regret having Jameson be on this podcast right now. This is the best Verge cast of all time. Uh, it's right now. just it flames. Is, it is something's happening. Um, well, by all means, let's continue to talk Brian. about 2013 nominee for best, <laughs> best Actress and Winner. Brian, which Hunger Games character do you think I am? <laughs> Isn't it obvious? <laughs> Wait. Terrible. I mean, uh, wait, no, no. Neilai is obviously Caesar Flickerman, yeah. um, and Dieter is um, Plutarch Heavensby. Yeah. I mean, it's not a coincidence. That, <laughs> Hold on, let me Google. These <laughs> like, I'm just gonna say, it's not a coincidence that Neilai opened this podcast by going, "Ha, Emily Yoshida, the girl on fire." <laughs> no, I didn't. I never want to hear that again. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, let's get back to talking about Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Psych. Um, I don't want to talk about Jennifer Lawrence and, because I don't think... She, I mean, she's going... Is she going to win? I don't know. Let's talk Let's talk for real about the best actress race. Okay. Um, okay. We've got Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson for Room, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years, and Cersei Ronan. I got her name right. I figured out how to say her name for Brooklyn. Um, Brian. Brie Larson. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, there's no. I mean, it's been that way for months. It seems like nobody's ever really challenged her. I mean, she's been the front runner since the beginning, and the performance is actually really, really amazing. I think the film's really, really strong. Have you guys seen Room? Yeah, yeah. I have. I there liked it. There are so many characters in the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna let this derail me. Like, a, like a train speeding to the capital, I will not be derailed. Um, Neil is just trying to hide the fact that I don't think he's, he's seen any of the nominated films uh, this year. Yeah, something's <laughs> happened. I think if I hey, did... Neil, which Hunger Games character is Brie Larson? <laughs> uh, Brie Larson, Commander is... Paler, played by Patina Miller, who first appears in. Mo- I definitely have the Wikipedia page right yeah. Brie Larson is totally Jennifer Lawrence in. <laughs> wow, this is too bad. All right, keep going. Okay, I just, serious podcast. Okay, so I think I'm gonna make a statement. I think that this is the strongest acting category by like a wide margin because oh you mean in this in this in terms of quality performances yeah like f- for this year or in in general oh you mean in general like, like the best actress yeah like the, the crop of nominees is way stronger than any of the other acting categories yeah i would i would you know supporting actor is pretty great um i would say i don't know I mean, I just feel strongly, I feel very strongly about, like, every actor in Spotlight. Mm. Um, I was listening to another podcast recently. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to forget which one it was, but they were talking about how you could, like, tell a lot by your personality, by which Spotlight performance is your favorite. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite. I think it might be Ruffalo. Like, I, I'm pretty happy with him getting that nomination. Mm. He's, like, very, very, I mean, he's, like, the most showy performance in it. Yeah. But it's, <clears throat> if I had to pick my favorite Spotlight performance, I think I'd go Schreiber. Yeah, Schreiber is a great one. I mean, man, that that movie is so good. I mean, if if I had had I my druthers, I think Spotlight, Spotlight or Mad Max would be my favorite, or would be my pick for best picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I don't know. I I really love both of those films, but um, but but actress leading role, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see Joy. I didn't see I didn't see three of these actually. So I'm not doing my job. But <laughs> I haven't seen uh, 45 years yet. But and see 45. I really years. like um, I really like Weekend, which Andrew mm-hmm. made before 45 years. I yeah. really like complicated old people love stories. It's yeah, very specific. That was actually something uh, for real. Jameson talked about. I think in the interview process for this job, you talked about loving geriatric like comedies. <laughs> I'm very predictable. We're learning. I mean, uh, really, the unpacking of Jameson Cox right now is I real deep. Now I'm trying to remember which geriatric comedies I. Uh, you know what? I think we were talking about um, that Netflix show, Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Grace and Frankie. <laughs> was that good? Well. <laughs> It comes up a lot as my like you should try. Like I'm okay. So qualitatively <laughs> bad for me, delightful. <laughs> That's Jameson's hype. I, I liked it. I think at this point though, I think I know exactly what that means. Like what that that evaluation means. I think once I mean, you know a person well enough and they say that Mm-hmm. You, it, it's like very personal. Yeah, it's like, but it's a sign yeah. of like true. Well, death. like there's a real difference yeah. between best and favorite, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. being, yeah. A, you know, part of being a good critic is being able to differentiate between the two. Yeah, not let your emotions get in the way, like a yeah. Like a so maybe that's my what's what's your matrix called, Nicola? What's um, it called? The height matrix. No, what are the axes? Uh, drab to elegant. Yep. Practical to ostentatious. Right. So mine mm. quite aren't as showy, but it would be like favorite to like hate or whatever. And then like good, good to, to bad. bad. Yeah. They're different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're actually. By the way, Revenant, 
Drab ostentatious. Okay. Think about it. Drab ostentatious. Wait, what? I thought drab ostentatious was one of the axes. No, drab is on the left, elegance on the right. Oh. Practical's at the bottom, ostentatious at the top. Oh, no, it's elegant ostentatious. Yeah. It, it, the, I mean, it's so... How could an Inyaritu movie be anything other than elegant? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, or like a... Oh, I'm not going to say Chivo. <laughs> an Emmanuel Lubezki movie um, has to be just... Okay, just, I, see, I see the argument. Yeah. I, think um, I, I was thinking of something else. I thought well, the fashion it. in it, the fashion yeah. in 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 Revenant is is on the drab end. A lot of yeah. pelts. Yeah, like it's um, like a movie about drabness. They're yeah. all wearing Yeezy yeah. season three. <laughs> I saw some. <laughs> <laughs> no, that they're wearing Yeezy season three in District Thirteen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Which is actually true. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, when that I was there at MSG for the the um, the listening event. I was there. We were both there. Yeah, we were both there separately. But when it was unveiled, I totally together. thought it looked like a it looked like a sci-fi like uh, set. Yeah. A student, yeah. I know what you're getting. Yeah. But like in a student way. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Ooh, somebody's wow. got some criticisms. Of- <laughs> Nick, Nicola's just been waiting. I feel like Nicola's been waiting, and, and Brian has just been hidden in, in on the digital. He's yes. at the end of Why the tube it? over there. Oh, I, I wish Brian's face was up front and center the entire time instead of mine. <laughs> 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 what, what are you guys looking at? I'm looking at a three shot of you guys. So no. what's now we're looking at you. We're looking at our live shot. And um, we just got it fixed, okay. so now we're talking yeah. directly to Brian. Well, no, no, all the time. But now the live shot is just Brian. Yeah, that's no, terrifying. That's fine. I'm that's sorry. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's cool by me. Um, it's like you're right here. So um, I will tell you what um, what uh, actor uh, what category I have the strongest feelings about, or the the one single strongest opinion about, and it's so minor, but it's act- actress in a supporting role. I think Alicia Vikander's performance in The Danish Girl is terrible. It is bad. It is not just not up for like not award worthy i think it is actively obnoxious and i think she's great in um ex machina i think Mm -hmm. she's the best part of ex machina she holds it together but um that is such a textbook it's like it's like 10 years of people making fun of manic Manic pixie dream girls like never happen and she's just like i'm gonna do this like the spunky wife who like like decides to like do a little gender vending like <laughs> in the bedroom with my husband and then it becomes so much more than I bargained for. It's like very, very offensive to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. But that's I and and I, I only say that the only reason I have strong feelings about this, like so many things with the awards, is that I'm pretty sure she's gonna win. So Right. Well, I would like to just say that I think that Oscar Isaac's arms and shoulders carried ex machina but that's fine uh and i think that rooney mara should win this award and facial hair and facial hair yeah he's, he's really something uh <laughs> but yeah i'll let him hold my gelatinous brain any day wow <laughs> i would too okay but yeah um i mean like i think uh rachel mcadams is really good and i think rooney mara is even better and i think neither of them have a chance of winning this award which is yeah. too bad I mean, yeah. yeah, the Rachel McAdams performance is so understated and she really only has like a couple of scenes that are all her own or like that she's just splitting with mm-hmm. one other person. Um, but it's so good. I mean, she has some of the most emotional stuff in the movie and 
and I just feel like you deserve some something to take home after a year where you were in True Detective season two. Like, <laughs> you just need a little something to make the year worth it. Because, oh, god damn, that was that was. Can rough. you guys tell me yeah. about Kate Winslet and Fassbender and how Steve Jobs? How like there are great performances in a movie that nobody liked. Like critically, nobody liked, and audience-wise, nobody went to go see. I'm kind of mystified about the Kate Winslet thing because, um, yeah, because nobody saw it, and because it's not like it's one of these legacy awards where, like, oh, that person, like, deserves it at this point. She's mm-hmm. won and been nominated a mm-hmm. bunch of times. She's not like this is not her first rodeo at the Oscars. So that one, I just feel like. I feel like with so many other supporting roles, I don't really get it politically. Yeah. I don't know. But um, but uh, I, I get it more for Fassbender. He hasn't, he hasn't won anything, or he hasn't won an Oscar, at least. Um, and, you know, he's very respected. He's been in a bunch of stuff that's kind of been looked over. So now he's in this, like, showy, very high profile. <clears throat> Even if it wasn't seen that much, like, it's a very demanding role to take on to be Steve Jobs. So I understand why that would be... Um, yeah. in the running. Yeah, and plus I think there's a correlation between, you know, turning in a strong performance in a Sorkin movie, despite whatever our feelings about Sorkin may be, I think that gains a certain amount of credibility oh, with yeah. people who are nominating actors. I'm just surprised that, like, it seems like Winslet is kind of poised to likely win, or, he's, you know, and that surprises me because the movie <clears> does <throat> seem sort of blah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I feel like, like it's her and Vikander, but I, I feel like the Vikander vote would actually be for Ex Machina, even yeah. though, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. she's fantastic in that. Yeah, well, and it continues, you know, Vikander Wynn continues in the best supporting actress tradition of, like, anointing the oh, next yeah. person up, right? The ingenue. Yeah, and I think that's the best argument they, for her victory. They love to give the supporting role to an old, grizzled veteran, uh, a la Sylvester Stallone, and the supporting actress role to a new, bright, shining, pretty star. Um and that could be very well the way I mean it's it's pretty likely that Stallone will win for Creed um, which is a great performance it's, it's good it's, it's obviously very it's obviously very um, you know uh, contested or, or 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 controversial just because like he's the only person to get nominated for a great movie like does, did that movie even get a cinematography nomination it didn't did it I don't no. think so no it didn't I mean, granted, there's a lot. You got deacons, and you've got like, yeah. I mean, this is a very cinematography is a serious category this year. But um, I feel like that there was a lot of really great stuff in Creed that should have been not uh, given a nod at, at least. Um, yeah. Speaking of cinematography, uh, other than The Revenant, which is likely going to win because it is like gorgeous. What do you think? What's your favorite film? I mean, shot film of the year, Emily. Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. I I don't know. I was I actually watched it on cable again recently because it's on HBO now and they're showing it like all the time. So I watched like half of it. The the when it's night, like their their weird day for night shooting is so bizarre and memorable and like completely. It's like a hundred percent stylish. It doesn't resemble any kind of earthly um, atmosphere at all. And it's so it's so cool. I I don't know. I mean yeah that, I feel like there there's a lot of like using those muted tones and those very like tasteful yeah like the like Deacon's work in Sicario I mean it's, it's really it's beautiful but it's like it's not 100% unexpected and I feel like there's way more crazy stuff happening in um in Fury Road but 
Yeah, no, I mean, I feel the same way. And that's the bummer about Revenant because it is part of that. I feel like every film that those pair together, especially shoot, there's got to be like a cinematography gimmick to it. Yeah. And this is like all available light and that's the only thing. Yeah. And um, but I think Fury Road is actually much more kind of like audacious in terms of like leaning back mm-hmm. on older techniques and just, you know, people had not seen a movie that looked like that yeah. in like decades. Man, can we can we talk for a second about just the overall campaign for The Revenant, whether you're talking about Leo or the movie itself or the cinematography, like why it like. Mad Max, I'm sure, was very hard to film as well. Yeah. They were in the desert for a really long time shooting stuff with real cars and like a bazillion cameras everywhere and stunts and a huge cast, like yeah. way bigger cast than Revenant. Why? Like, why? Guitar, they built the guitar truck. Yes. Like, that guy was on the truck. <laughs> that, guy, that guy met the love of his life on that set because it was so hard. Um, yeah, no, I, I just don't, I, I don't know why. Oh, it's so frustrating to me, this narrative of like, well, they worked so hard, so they deserved it. I am. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go down such a rabbit Do hole it. with this. Um, Fall down the hole. Uh, Robert McKee, um, who wrote Story, the handbook, which is responsible for probably some of your least favorite screenwriting in the last <laughs> 20 years. Um, he has a blog, which I was made aware of last week, um, where he reviews movies and talks about whether or not they work on a script level in, in like the most formulaic, predictable way you can imagine. Um, and he loves The Revenant, obviously, and like his reviews are a little check, bar- check marks uh, for each like element that worked. And the last one isn't even an element that worked. He's just like, I'm just glad these guys could pull it off. It seemed like a real hard film to make. And like meanwhile, he's trashing Carol and stuff. It's just it's really incredible. But that narrative that is emerged around that film is just like very, I think it's effective on a certain kind of like old school um, voter. I mean, it, it the. At least from my very distant perspective, it feels like the entire narrative around the Revenant is like, we almost killed Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> did you? Like, was that true? Like, was there any chance that he would have died in that movie? Like, percentage wise, is it 2% that Leo would have died? Because cause that, I, it feels like they're saying, like, only Leonardo DiCaprio has the strength of spirit and the desire for young chicks to go back to L.A. after he almost died making this movie. Oh, it's no, like, that's the best thing is, like, when he's done filming, he goes straight to the club. Like, <laughs> I, cut through the night. Like, <laughs> yes! Say what you want. I think it's really inspiring that he kept a picture of the dance floor at One Oak in his glove. <laughs> so when he was really feeling down, he could just, like, peek at it. No. Peek. Shed a single Peek Nicola face right there. No. You really want that to be true, One don't you? One Oak of all the places. <laughs> That's no weird. one oak is a totally like duh. As I someone, know, but like of all the like, there's so many. I'm just saying, as someone who really closely co- follows all Leonardo DiCaprio plus model coverage, <laughs> one oak is a frequent appearance. I remember feeling like he he revolutionized the thing of wearing a baseball cap um in like the mid o's like that sounds very very boring but like being out with your boo wearing a baseball cap and sunglasses because you're famous like which is like not it, it, it was just not a stylish look but that, that immediately became quote for i'm famous leave me alone i have a baseball hat and whenever i wear it more people look at me and i think it's because they think i'm yeah famous. i think it's totally but a, it's like i'm on the j train i'm not famous <laughs> What's, okay. i don't know i don't know i'm sorry well, I live celebrities in- are just like us man on the J train. I live in Maybe they're gonna like Peter not Luger. New York. Can someone explain to me? <laughs> I don't me, know. Is the J train not? It goes glamorous? to Bushwick. 
But isn't that of where like a Bushwick lot of arty so... hipsters live? Yeah, but like if you were a celebrity, you'd be in that Uber Black or something. Like you wouldn't be on the subway. Right. And definitely no. not the What if you're a celebrity who prides themselves on being a member <laughs> of the common folk? What if I would be st- a stubborn celebrity. Like, don't like you you're Mark Ruffalo and you're actually yeah. no, it would take zero minutes for me to be like, I get driven now. Can't you imagine? <laughs> can't you imagine Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde taking the J train? I can't. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of people where we overestimate how much money they actually make and whether or not it's actually practical to have a driver to take them anywhere in New York. I, I'm just going to put that out there. Jameson, yeah. if you're here for long enough, we can ride the J train. And you can come to Bushwick. That, I mean, that is Facebook video gold. Just Jameson, Jameson, <laughs> Jameson reacting and Nicola to the J train happening. Oh, my God. It'd be great. I already have so many things we could do. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you wanted a BFF while you're in New York, but I, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of the fact that Nicola's proposing a series of ongoing adventures Like a you. crawl. I think I made a crawl. <laughs> I'm, through the night I'm, yeah it's um, done bring so, cash uh, real real quickly i want to get back to talking about the oscars We're gonna um, keep trying Emily. real real quick sorry just i promise it won't take long okay um <laughs> so sorry um i just want to know what what movie got dicked over the most carol it was carol <laughs> That was not me, by the way. If you're listening to this on audio, that was not me. It was Jameson. And it was Carol. Carol, I like, here's the thing about Carol. Carol is not only, like, a piercing and, like, super touching love story. It's also super funny. Like, I've been quoting lines from Carol for the last month. Yeah, not even just the names that the people have, which are absurd. But everything anyone says is very funny. Like, okay, so I live in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. And there's a scene in Carol where they're in a place called Waterloo and they say that it's awful. And I just want... (laughs) That's so that really hit home for you. Everyone in the theater, (laughs) and it was a close to packed house, started laughing and it was a beautiful moment watching a beautiful movie. So if we were, if this was just up to, just up to the uh, the people, the voting contingent of Waterloo, Ontario, Carol would be a lock. I think so. People were were very stoked <laughs> upon leaving the theater. And there's something like, what does Kate Blanchett say? She's there when they're like having their first date, basically. And she's like, oh, what a funny girl. Fell out of space. Oh, fell out of space. Yeah. Yes. I've been saying to people, oh, how funny. Fell out of space for the last month. So They yeah. should say that when that astronaut gets back next week. Like, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna say that to Lauren Grush. If she doesn't put fell out of space in her post, we're through. Oh, man. Wow. It's a really, I mean, it's a deep, it's a deep yeah. cut. I, I'm trying to think of what, what, yeah, made... what you want in your space content is Carol gifts. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, I don't, I can't think of something off the top of my head that I really, I'm like, and now I, I'm also having complete amnesia. This is one thing that the Oscars do that I think is one reason to, to care about them is they really do take over the conversation mm-hmm. about what happened in film that year. Because yeah. right now I'm like, I know there were like five movies I saw last year that I liked way better than anything on this list. That I can't remember because yeah. we've been talking about these movies for so long now. Well, it feels like forever. I think we did mention a few of them like th- over the course of the podcast, like Creed and Ex yeah. Machina are two movies that I also yeah. think could have, you know, why why weren't both of those nominated for Best Picture? I think yeah. they could have been. 
And yeah, yeah. Ex Machina. Like, oh, go I ahead. was going to say, and after Sunday, I think that my those are my two as well, and I think that opinion is going to change to Mad Max on Sunday because I have a feeling it's not going to win anything, mm-hmm. and that's I think you don't think it's going to win anything. I think I mean it'll win a technical award. It'll win like editing, I think. But I think there's a really strong chance that uh, George. Uh, Miller. Miller can can win for best director. I think I really? think that's possible. He, I agree. I think he's going to get would, the. That consol- would make me happy. I think I thought he was going to get the consolation prize when the Revenant wins. Yeah, best I mean, picture. I think it's going to split. I think it's going to be either like I I think it's a longer shot for it to win best picture. So I think Revenant will win best picture. But then I think I think I don't think that Inaritu will win for director if if Revenant wins for best picture. I think it'll go to somebody else. But that's um, also, uh, I, I, I always find the Vegas odds amusing, which went out today. Um, and they actually have pretty high odds on, I mean, uh, Inurito is higher, but, but uh, Miller is not far behind. So, mm-hmm. Also, you know what? Okay. Maybe some of you are watching the Verge cast. You're meeting me for the first time. You should always be on this show. <laughs> I'm just putting that I, I actually love Jameson's radio voice, I have to say. It's yeah, really calm. You. It's so NPR. It's, it's very good. <laughs> is that, um, this Canadian That's like a cast. real... There's some shade in saying somebody's voice is so NPR. Yeah, but my whole we life... We already established he's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> real, like, my whole life is very NPR. That's okay. <laughs> He's wearing New Balances. I just want to be there at the moment when Jameson was like, you know what? I'm never going to be cool. And that's it. Like, whatever well, you should moment. have been there on October 25th, 1992 when I was born. <gasps> oh, God. Stop oh, it. Don't wait. say that. Don't say uh, 92. Jameson, I'm October 24th. Yeah. Are go. you for real? Yeah. That's Drake's Drake, birthday. Tila wow. Tequila, the United Nations. I have Tila Tequila. I have yeah. uh, Sierra, Katy <gasps> Perry, Ooh. one of the bare naked ladies. There you go. Wow. This horror not as good as Drake these horoscopes yeah um oh sorry i'm I was, still stuck at 92 i was I want to <laughs> i'm so sorry uh, cool. i'm gonna i did have an cool. actual point to make so you know me you've got a feel for me at this point you know that i like old people comedies um and romances and chill wave chill wave uh yes and so i'm gonna make an argument for brooklyn which is a movie that is delightful the chill wave of movie <laughs> no it's so good so i went to see brooklyn the first half so funny made me laugh made me wiggle in my seat as <laughs> Cersei Ronan gallivanted across the Atlantic Ocean and then she gallivanting because she's like just prancing through Jessica Perry's there in the department store oh, yeah. and she's just having a ball and then the second half on pins and needles the whole time Wait, what? What isn't it just about like what boy she's gonna fall in love with? Because like um, it's like a, there's a debate between her home and her new home, her old home and her new home. Yes, that's exactly what happens, <laughs> and that doesn't change my statement one bit. I okay. was on pins and needles the whole time. All I just right. thought Brooklyn was really well done. I think everyone is kind of like laughing at it or casting it aside because it's this very like lightweight, you know, no, romantic movie. It is the one that my mom was like, "You should see this." It's yeah, great, and so. I. And the mom of the Verge. So. <laughs> no, you're so many. You're so many more things than just the mom. But you are the mom. So. I thought Ross was the mom. <laughs> really? You have to yeah. Find it out. Ross. Ross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's why I ask all the battles. Um, huh. What? Uh, huh. You think you're the mom? No. <laughs> I used to be. 
You're the wacky uncle. Yeah, I'm the drunkle. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it, but that's what I meant. <laughs> wacky. That's what you tell the kids. Yeah. Oh, that's him. Yeah, it's your comic uncle. <laughs> don't talk to him so much. Um, Brian, what, what, what category do you... Well, okay, what's a, what's a movie you think got dicked over one? And then what category do you have the strongest feelings about, either positively or negatively? Uh, dicked over Ex Machina and Creed. Those yeah. are like the two movies for me where it just seemed like they were so strong, but it was like... Uh, Creed, there's really no excuse, but Ex Machina was just so early in the year. Yeah. And it was like that weird, like, cadence release. It came out in the UK last year, I want to say. Yeah. And, like, it trickled out this year. Um, and that's just a shame because there were so many strong points about that movie. Yeah. Uh, and it did get some other awards recognition, but um, as for now, not really so much. Um, and the other uh, the category I feel most strongly about is actually um, probably director. I am, uh, I'm, pro old Inaritu and not so much new school really? Inaritu. So yeah. Huh. So um but I fear in my soul, like I have a terror in my soul that he will win for the second year in a row. Um even though it's that like would an be really well unprecedented. I know, but he won DGA and that was the first time ever too. Like they've won back to back. So it's like it's possible. I have a feeling it will definitely split like best picture and best director. It's just a matter of which one it ends up getting. Yeah. I um, just I just I mean it would be another great like just statistic to have that like Kubrick never won a best directing Oscar, but in your won twice in a row, like right. Oscars, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just such a showy movie. It's, you know what I mean? Like you can see like the directing in every frame and I'm just not a fan of that so much where yeah. like it's, you know, Mad Max is, is flashy, but it's about creating a world where it doesn't seem so like self-conscious. Yeah. It's interesting that like, kind of creating a world or or doing something that's more speculative or sci-fi works for Mad Max and it doesn't work for Ex Machina because usually I would put like before like last summer I would have put both of their odds about the same for being in an Oscars conversation and uh, I think I mean yeah Mad Max just has more direction on the screen and more stuff going on and it's got um, you know it's got I don't know I mean I think I think the performances are really subtle in that movie in a great way um, I don't know. I just, I, I guess it's just that there are cars, uh, <laughs> power of cars. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I also think there's something about George Miller in terms of making it more palatable, you know, why he got the nominations, him, you know, being an Oscar winner coming back, you know, kind of rediscovering his mojo after yeah. decades for this kind of movie is a really appealing narrative to Love a, a Academy. Story. That's like average age 60, right? Like, yeah. you know, that conversation, I think that's a factor too. Yeah. No, I, I think I think the, you know, yeah, George Miller's um, age and race might help and gender. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else that I feel like really got left out. You know, one thing that people have been talking about is like a snub, which I don't I think it's like weird to call it a snub because I think it would have been a long shot. But I feel like Jada Pinkett Smith in Mad Max XXL oh, is one of my favorite performances one. of the year. Everything um, about Magic Mike XXL is so good. Yeah, that movie was never going to get anything but it is one of the more special movies of last year like on a pure i definitely yeah. watched that movie for the first time that whole night. that whole sequence that whole sequence in her nightclub you want to talk about like shooting stuff too is just like yeah exquisite it was mind-blowing oh yeah this uh, yeah the cinematography yeah just uh soderberg soderberg on the camera um uh yeah it's really it was yeah. really really and well done my boyfriend watches live with kelly and michael every morning and let me tell you, never the same after you've seen Magic Mike XXL. Oh, I know. <laughs> There's just like a subtle charge yeah, like, under the surface of every show. This could happen at any show. moment. Yeah, yeah. Wait, please unpack that for me. 
it's Michael, Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan is in, is in Michael. Uh, no, hold on. See, look, he's got me all flustered. <laughs> Michael Strahan is in Magic Mike XXL, and he lights the screen on fire. Doing what? Dancing. He dances. That's he does a him? whole strip tree. Yeah, that's that dude. The first guy, like not Twitch, who who does the mirror dance and with that's, him. And Justin also watches Ellen every day. Oh yeah, and, and so Twitch it's me. just like two hours of like unbearable tension, which for is me. amazing. <laughs> Also, both those castings so are like incredible. <laughs> I'm so far behind. But, well, but all I, like what I've gotten from this so far is that you watch this movie and suddenly daytime television. Yes, it's just like but totally charges. But that's part tension. of it because who watches daytime television? Uh, Mom. It's yeah. like no, it's just it's like man, it's like, Emily so, threading it. So it's just like think about it. Imagine Mom's and Jameson's boyfriend. Imagine okay, so look at it, Neela, you like the Packers, right? Yes. So I don't know where this is going. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that Eddie Lacy breaks like an eighty-yard touchdown run. Okay. And then every play where Eddie Lacy like runs three yards and falls down after, you're mad because you're like, I've seen what Eddie totally. Lacy can do. Yeah. He's broken an eighty yard touchdown run. I know he has that potential within him. When I see <laughs> Twitch sit behind the desk at Ellen, or I watch Michael Strahan sip his coffee with Kelly Ripa, I know that there is like a latent sexuality. <laughs> just oh it's just waiting <laughs> underneath. <laughs> And know. that's what it's like. I am yeah. absolutely got losing my mind. We got there. It all came together in the end. That was I don't disagree with any of I this. mean, that was a magical performance, Jameson. <laughs> and that's why I I'm... feel like this has just gotten meta, though, because I feel the same way now about, yeah. <laughs> wow. I can barely speak. Uh, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, it's just Michael Strahan yeah. to me is like a real goofy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I know. He does like Metamucil ads, literally. <laughs> but. <laughs> You just. It's guess, sort of like. It's sort of like. Wait, no, the, the gap too. ads have the same effect, though, now. <laughs> I can't even go in that aisle in the grocery store. It's just way too much, which is too bad because so many of my favorite products are there. <laughs> Jason, really Jason I'm done. I'm done. I'm aged out. out of spirits <laughs> through the root beer and right into the fiber supplements. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um well uh, let's 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 talk let's get outside of the uh, the the, the well, I know we've been sticking to the nominees really really closely and just having a really rigorous conversation about them. But but let's step outside the awards for just a second and talk about the show itself and and what we're what we're um looking forward to um predicting about the general goings on. Um are you doing red carpet coverage Nicola? I am. Yeah. I'll be I will be watching E and bringing you all the hot takes. Do you guys do like? Do you guys talk about like what people say on the red carpet? I feel like I feel like that's gonna be. It, it'll be an interesting red carpet to watch because whatever the it'll set the tone for the rest of the night as far as. Yeah, we have like fifteen different sets of eyeballs probably on this red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that many. But yeah, we're on it. It's gonna be. It'll. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, one thing that Jameson has predicted for this show, which I think will be interesting to see happen, especially now that. Um, uh, Joe Biden is introducing mm-hmm. Lady Gaga on for her performance. Um, on, the performance uh, list is stacked, right? Is it weekends performing? Wait, let's look. Mm, 
Um, I don't know. Sam Smith will be Sam around. Sam Smith will be in, in the building <laughs> doing Wait. a really boring song from... The Brit Awards yesterday? Oh. I didn't really know what those were. It was the best thing. You've never watched... Well, I've never watched them before, but I've always been aware of them. They're like the British Grammys. The best part was like they cut to like the host sitting in the chair at a table and he was like we're with Coldplay we got Coldplay like because they literally got everyone and it was just like we got them <laughs> yeah everybody does go to that to, yeah. you know, the Rihanna and Drake oh my god her pants like okay so the Brit Awards actually tie into my Oscar prediction which okay. I'm going to reveal now all right so I think in advance of tomorrow yeah this is yeah. a spoiler prediction okay. okay I think that Lady Gaga is going to shout out Kesha during oh, yeah. either her performance or her acceptance speech. Wait, it's I almost think, definitely going to happen. I'm with yeah. you. I admit, I don't know what's happening with Kesha. Okay. I can, let me give you the TLDR. I know, just the quick wow, one. Wow, the Oscars so, podcast just took a hard right turn. Kesha is currently involved in a contractual dispute with her producer, former producer, Dr. Luke, and her parent record label, Sony. And she is also alleging that um, he abused her. <gasps> and that is the root of the contractual dispute. And it's currently, um, it's a very complicated case, but that is the gist of it. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, she's not suing for damages over the abuse either. She's just trying to get out of yeah. her contract. So That's it. last week, uh, a motion that she had filed. I'm sorry, Neil, if I mess up any of these legal terms. <laughs> a motion that she uh, had filed was uh, denied. Um, and it was to be allowed to record music somewhere other than with Sony and with Dr. Luke because mm. that's part of her contract. And then there was this huge swell of uh, public support, both from fans and uh, from other artists, which mm-hmm. uh, coalesced under this hashtag free Kesha. And one of the uh, most ardent celebrity supporters of Kesha has been Lady Gaga on mm-hmm. Twitter uh, in Instagram posts. And she is a survivor of abuse herself and that's part of why she feels so passionately about it and the song that she's nominated for till it happens to you uh was recorded for a documentary about sexual assault on college campuses called the hunting ground so this mix of relevance and timeliness and the prominence of the oscars just to me it's a natural fit that she's going to reference kesha and there's also an award show precedent set at the brit awards when adele said i'd like to declare my support for kesha so yeah yeah um, I can I be real real about this also? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that song is terrible. Yeah, the song it's, is yeah, really bad. It's and it's I mean, I read somewhere that she uh, she really didn't have much of a hand in in writing it. It's kind of a. It's just her. Yeah. What's the change a word get a third? It's one of those. Oh yeah. And Diane Warren wrote the bulk of it. Diane Warren being the power ballad master of the oh. last several decades. Okay. Um, yeah. So that should be interesting. That's my prediction. Yeah. Well, all that stuff is, it's funny because the, the right outcome for Kesha is not to have a trial, right? Like the thing that she lost was not, there wasn't like a trial and then she lost. Right. Yeah. Right. She, she actually asked for the big step of the preliminary injunction, mm-hmm. which you almost never get, right? Like you get a preliminary injunction when like, to totally reduce a certain abstraction when like someone's like i'm gonna i have the right to cut down this tree in your yard and you're like court stop them from cutting down the tree until this happens mm-hmm. and so we have a trial and we decide if they have the right to do that so it's like it's meant to like hold things in place mm-hmm. yeah um and, and yeah that's like not this moment for her like I mean, the right outcome is all of this artist pressure and all this public pressure sony will just say fuck it just leave 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which is like the I think that's the outcome, and I think that's that's the moment that we're about to be in. Yeah, and she's and she said as much. Like she wrote on Facebook the other day, kind of her first major public statement in the wake of all these new developments. And she said, you know, I'm not doing this for attention or like Emily said for damages or anything like that. I really just want to be free of my abuser. That's yeah. that's all I want. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. It's uh, I feel like between that and between. Um, the the Oscar so white controversy. I mean, I just feel like it's going to be a very big sounding board on mm-hmm. Sunday. Like a lot of people are going to use the time that they have to speak their truth, um, whatever that truth may be. And uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I know the, the the disappointing thing is that I do wish some of the people who are boycotting it were going and were presenting or something. Like I wish Ava DuVernay was going to be there and like I don't know freestyle, but she's busy and <laughs> or no, she's going to Ryan Coogler's thing. Ryan Coogler isn't going. Um the director of Creed, who was not nominated. Um so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what else? What else about Oscars are we looking for? Should we yeah. how how long are we allowed to talk? We're way over. <laughs> Forever? You, you know you guys have gone for an Would hour. you like me to are summarize the entire plot of the intern for you? <laughs> Does anybody learn a heartwarming lesson about self-respect at the end? Everyone does. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I always want out of a movie. I, I don't. And the Verge, yes. <laughs> no and, one on this show, except for Jameson, who is more comfortable with who he is than any other single human being I've known in my life. <laughs> Jameson right. keeps us grounded. That's, that's true. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end the show. Okay. okay. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah, yeah. Of course. We've done. We've done some some solid work here. So I think we've had a lot of hopes and dreams. Let's just plug everything real quick. Okay. Um, you should read Brian Brian's uh, column nomineering, which he's been doing for the past what eight weeks, and doing a doing a bang up job of it. Just getting real, getting deep on some of the the more um, the, some of the different weird murky corners of the Oscars, whether that be the nominees or the politics around the campaigning, all that stuff. Um, and you should check it out and get caught up for this week. Um, his final column will be tomorrow. And then we're going to be doing some predictions and stuff tomorrow, so check that out. And we'll also be covering the show live in some way or another on Sunday. So so if you need to choose a media outlet to keep you up to date <laughs> with the goings-on at the Oscars, choose The Verge. Yeah, and let's be – if you've stuck sorry, here for sorry, like – Sorry, Nicola. Racked it's out cut if, if you're here and or racked. if you're no, here no, at like racked at the beginning once the show starts switch over actually i'm curious i'm only about doing this. the red carpet i'm not watching yeah. <laughs> nicola who's gonna have the best dress you know we have on rack.com some dress predictions um I love that you have dress predictions yeah it's amazing um i don't i'm i'm interested to see what lady gaga picks because she just went through this whole like i'm regular you guys moment and now it feels like she's back to being a freak and so I'm here for it. Lady Gaga's getting that for me that I'm regular thing. She stole that from me. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited to cover the Oscars, and thank you for having me on the first cast. <laughs> Are you gonna most- die now? Like, <laughs> you, you'll you'll be back. It'll be cool. Okay. Well, I'm, it's, you're it's cool. I will tell you, you the YouTube Thanks, live Neelan. comments are exploding for jameson this guy the love Aww, is thanks, insane i gotta say the the young superstars of the verge they're all, all over the place yeah all these all people the are really young 
Uh, Wait, where's the where's what, the live stream? I never even watched. On YouTube, there's comments. So Emily and Liz have a show called Verge yep. ESP that you should listen to every week. It's yeah. wonderful. One of my faves. We talked a little bit about the Oscars this week, but we also talked a lot about Kesha and Dr. Luke this week and about me not drinking for a month. Hey. <gasps> I'm sorry. That's like a dream that I have. Yeah. I did it once for 18 days. I'm proud of you. You're the drunkle Neil. Well, now I have a show. Yeah, I've got to stay in it's character in your the whole time. <laughs> well, now I have a show called Control-Alt-Delete, um, which is really fun. This week, we did not talk about any of the things that Emily Lee's talked about. We talked about Wi-Fi routers for 45 minutes. It was really loopy because I'd come off a red-eye flight, and Walt was hopped up on cold medicine, and it got weird. Mm. Uh, and we have What's Tech with Chris Plant, which can, just consistently gets weird. Uh, and then our very good friend Lauren Good has a show on the Recode radio side of things called uh, Too Embarrassed to Ask. Kara Swisher has Recode Decode, and Peter Kafka has Recode Media. I don't have anything. I think it's very clear that you should have a show. It's just you telling the audience that they should be cool with themselves. I do have semi-regular <laughs> Periscope broadcasts from my living room, uh, but it's not quite the same. Get on that Facebook Live. Yeah. Oh, anyway, wait, wait, wait. all of that is available Actually, at iTunes. I want to see it. Jameson's self-affirmation series. Sorry, just throwing the idea out there. Go. Oh yeah, like what? a like a um, uh, Jack Handy type thing. I feel like yes. would be would really is. really well. Yeah, you're you were born in 1992. <laughs> so, so we're we we're at Verge on Twitter. Uh, we're at we're Verge on Snapchat. Uh, we're Verge on Instagram. We recently became the most popular tech and culture publication on the Instagram platform. There's a competitor we have that starts with a W that our friend Helen Havlak crushed into a fine powder. So, screw you, David Pierce. On YouTube, you can just search for The Vergecast and find us. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Nicola is Nicola underscore Fumo. Jameson is Jameson Cox. That's right. Emily is Emily Yoshida. It's pretty easy. Brian is BC Bishop. Mm-hmm. And I, true to my character, am reckless. Uh, is that it? Is there anything else that you should do? You should, I don't know, just find a social media platform of your choice, communicate with us, uh, and continue listening to the show week in, week out. That's yeah. it. Thanks, everyone. Have a nice weekend. Thanks, guys. Bye. I love you, Jameson. Bye.